Welcome to Faith FM. You are here with the Mon Order of the Flawless Skin. <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered. Conspiracy King Blake. Uh, we are the, what are we called? The, the Leaf, Leaf Team. team. Leaf yeah. Team. Uh, welcome. Good morning, everyone. We're here to talk faith, live faith, and act faith. And you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. I know that's the last part of the show, but I just wanted to tell you what it was in the beginning so I remember it at the end. <laughs> it's a good mission statement. I love it. I love it too, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad they came up with that. I really want to have people text or call in today. I'm just feeling that. So ring us or call us at 0491064669. I just want to sort of see how you're doing. See how what, what's happening today. Yeah. Send me some memes. <laughs> oh, I love memes. I love memes too. I'm in so many group chats that are just about memes. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some good memes this morning. Actually, that's that's what I'm thankful for. You're thankful for memes. Uh, I memes. I have this guy, uh, Joel Booker. Shout out. He's crazy, um, but uh, he's moved to Western Australia. But man, he just sends me all these memes that just oh, brighten my day. Hook me. Sometimes up. I'm like, don't send me that meme. That's a bad one. But other times I'm like. Oh, this is a good one. So. Does your mate Joel want to be in our meme group chat? I'll, I'll add him. <laughs> you, you better it's be careful. It's just a meme exchange. You better be careful. This <laughs> this man is a meme machine. Oh, I don't know. Let's see if he can out-meme me. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm grateful to discover that I'm average. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never been happy to be average. I'm going to tell you all about it in the good news section. Okay. But- I, I was actually super relieved to discover this, that I'm yeah, deliciously average. <laughs> deliciously <laughs> average. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's all about uh, shoes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Deal. We'll discuss that more uh, in, the, uh, in the good news section. But yeah, give us a call and tell us what you're grateful for. Send us some memes mm-hmm. and tell us what you're grateful for. Gratitude just is good to share. So 0491 do you reckon that we could get someone to tell us something really weird as well today? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM with Blake, the Conspiracy King, and Mon, the Average. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I keep switching it up, don't I? First I'm flawless, <laughs> then I'm average. <laughs> okay. Um, like it is time for our pentathlon quiz. So just to run you through this again, the first question is worth 100 points. You get a Faith Event bookmark or bumper sticker. The second question is worth 200 points. You get an issue of Science Magazine. Third question is worth 300 points. You get a pocket sermon. Fourth question, you'll never guess, worth 400 points you get a bargain book and how much do you get for the fifth question blake five million wow you're so correct and you get the book of the day so let's start off with the first 100 point question you okay ready? yeah what did the psalmist say god's words or promises are sweeter than oh i know this one yeah yeah i'm sure you do i quoted this one did at you? the wedding I think, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Yeah, the wedding on the weekend that we all Mm -hmm. went to. Okay, so what did the psalmist say? God's words or promises are sweeter than. If you know what it's sweeter than, give us a call, 0491-064-669. You can also text that number, and uh, you'll get in touch with DJ Shelp, and uh, she'll tell you if you're right or wrong, and whether or not you're going to get a prize. Or you can keep hanging out, keep going through the the quiz and collect those points up. And if you get all the way to the end and get all the answers right, 
you get the big prize. The big prize. I'm not going to lie though, that last DJ Shell looks hard. Do you consent to being called DJ Shell on the radio? She gave us a thumbs yeah. up. Okay, she I just cool dude. yeah, I, know. I just was like nervous. I was like, man, I don't know. She what if she's what if she doesn't want to be called DJ Shell? And I never confirmed. I just want to confirm. You want to be called Mon the Average. She wants to be called DJ Shell. So <laughs> we're call me whatever. Just don't call me Monique. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deal. Yeah. Thanks. Is there anything that you don't want to be called Blake? Uh, late for dinner. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, I'm about to he be hit. He set me up. That was I'm like, going to be hit with a dad slow joke. Slow pitch softball dad joke. Ready to go. Knock uh, that one out of the park. Oh, goodness. Shout out to dads everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, the reason I'm average, Blake. Okay. Stop for a second and think. How many shoes do you own? <laughs> uh... I don't know. Actually, that's good. I don't know. Uh, I've never thought about that. I know the answer. Okay, go. It's probably too many. (laughs) (laughs) According to a new study, so the average it shows that the average man owns about twelve pairs of shoes, while the average woman owns about twenty-seven pairs of shoes, which makes the national average about nineteen pairs per person. And I own 20 pairs. So I'm below the female average and I'm like right on the national average. Wow. And I also have three pairs earmarked for me to get rid of by the 1st of September. That's their due date. (laughs) So I'm going to be even like below, below average. I can can see in your closet, like, your shoes have a little expiry tag on them, (laughs) like, with a countdown timer. You're done. Get rid of me. So the crazy thing is, right, so this, like, I mean, this, that's a lot of shoes. That's a lot of shoes from 50 years ago. So 50 years ago, uh, men and women had maybe like two, three, four pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. They were handmade. They were leather. They were meant to last a year. They didn't mess around. But then especially when women hit the workforce, um, you know, suddenly we need like professional looking shoes and then we need gym shoes and then we need like flip flops for the beach. And then suddenly we, we just all amass these shoes. And then with fast fashion, it's become even a, a bigger collection per person. You know, you can get subscriptions these what, days. Wait, what did you just say? What, fast fashion. Fast fashion. Fast fashion is like cheap. It's It changes really quickly. It's the way that the fashion industry is now marketing to us. So instead wow. of having like, instead of having um, uh, your 2022 season, you, you, they then chopped it down to like four seasons per year to match the weather seasons, but now they do micro seasons. So uh, retail, big retailers like H&M, Zara, um, these massive global retailers will actually do week-to-week seasons. And I'm not kidding. They, it's a massive problem because really? what they do is like after the week's over, they change all the mannequins and the clothes they don't sell, they actually purposely chop them up so you can't like just get them out of the dumpster because they dump them because they don't want you to get free clothes. They want you to think that you have to keep buying more in order to stay in style. So it's become actually a massive problem. That's yeah. terrible. Have you never looked into the fashion industry? It's very dark. You it's think that I dark. you think that I would because yeah. I run an op shop, but <laughs> I get all the clothes that don't get chopped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ones that people have worn. Um, yeah, so fast fashion has been dictating to us that we need more, and you can actually get now shoes on subscription. So like once a month, they'll send you a new pair of shoes, and it's just you know automatic. A bit like you can arrange for a subscription of toilet paper. Now you can get shoes as well. So the crazy thing is that we're actually only wearing a fraction of the shoes that we're purchasing. So they did this study showed that Mm. um, we actually only have about maybe five pairs of shoes in our regular rotation. Which begs the question, why aren't we taking advantage of our extensive footwear collection? 
And the top excuses, I'm going to read them out for you, uh, as to why we are neglecting our shoes, begin with number one, 64%. They're too uncomfortable. So they're too tight on their feet or they're too high heels. <laughs> do you wear heels? No. <laughs> Neither do I. I need the opposite. <laughs> no. Uh, number two excuse is they're hard to match with an outfit. Mm, yes, no. I do struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> do you even look in the mirror before you leave? No. <laughs> Number three is they're scared to damage the shoe because they were very expensive. It's forty one percent have that excuse. Really? Yeah. So you buy something to wear that, that you're like, that, nope, not gonna, not gonna damage I, those. I do know what that's like though. I once bought a very expensive Hermes scarf and I had it for like three years and never wore it once because every time I took it out of the box, I started sweating with nerves. Um, so I just sold it on. Well, it did its job then. Yeah. <laughs> because it was supposed to make you warmer. Yeah. So if it, you broke out in a sweat every time you took it out <laughs> of the box, at it. what a great scarf. <laughs> Definitely True. worth the money. You should buy that back. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It was way too much money. Um, the fourth excuse is that they were given the shoes as a gift and they didn't like them. This is silly. I, I've long since gotten out of this habit of like, oh, someone gave it to me. I have to keep it forever. Like now if I don't like it, like the quickest turnover I've had You're is like 15 a, minutes. A someone gave me a present and I listed it and sold it 15 minutes later. <laughs> That's like my quickest turnover. And I definitely recommend that to prevent clutter. Just... Let it go. Let it go. No one's holding a grudge because you sold a present they gave them. And then the fifth excuse is they didn't like the shoes as much when they got them home. Oh, wow. They they were just caught up in the shopping experience. They got seduced by the fancy shoes. I I don't have these experiences because I I really struggle with shoes because I have size 17 feet. Oh, you've got like canoes down there. I do, yeah. So I, I I don't get this... I don't understand. Like all my shoes are precious to me. Like when, like because they killed, they like killed a couple cows to build my (laughs) shoes. So I'm just like, I have to honor the death of these beautiful animals that are covering my feet. That's hilarious. But do you know this? This survey actually found that 86 percent of us, 86, actually own at least one pair pair of shoes that we've never even worn. Just wow! Never even worn, brand new, sitting there unworn. I'm just thinking about all my shoes. Maybe is there? I don't think I have twelve, but it, it'd be close. I probably have like eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Shell, how many shoes do you have? Boots. She's. Uh, I think she's. <laughs> she's well, you got to count boots and this and that. So yeah. I'm. I'm definitely in the twenty-seven mark. I think. She. Yeah. She reckons about. Can I hear you say that, or did I just? Hear, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I, just, <laughs> I wasn't sure how the tech worked there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it. Twenty seven, like it's true, right? Because you, you know, you have your boots, you have your workout it- shoes, you have your your summer shoes, your open toed, you have your flip flops. I have shower shoes, shoes that I specifically wear in the shower because I refuse to go barefoot in the shower. That's disgusting. really yeah. Don't talk to me about that. That's gross, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then like, Even your own shower. Every shower, every shower, shower, we need shower shoes. But those are my flip-flops. I have Birkenstocks, you know, so I'm wearing them right now. They're good for your back. I don't have any heels, though. Birkenstocks, why are Mm. they good for your back? Just, it's the the way they made the sole. It's like um, contoured to your foot. Oh. So it's better, it's better for your back. It's, you know, you know that heels are like extremely detrimental to the physical health of a woman. That's why I don't wear them. Yeah. It, like, cause it pushes their pelvis forward and then it, really, yeah, the, I should have looked this up for you beforehand, but the, the health issues regarding, um, that comes from wearing heels is just astronomical. Okay. But people don't talk about it cause you know, not only do <clears throat> shoe retailers want to keep selling shoes, but <laughs> 
women actually just want to keep wearing heels. <laughs> They're like, I don't care if it's hurting me, I just want to wear them. But they get bunions and warts and, and hammer toe and all kinds of um, do you know Do you know the fashion designer Alana Hill? She's a famous Australian no. fashion designer. I actually recently read her autobiography. She loved sky-high heels, refused to stop wearing them. It did her so much damage that in her 40s she had to get two of her toes cut off. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, rethink your shoes. By the way, the end of the story is if you have excess shoes, tie the shoelaces together and donate them. Just get them out of your life and declutter. You'll feel much better. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening to Mon, the average shoe holder, <laughs> and Blake. Uh, the I think maybe below average, or maybe we're both below average. But you're on American. Americans like they love their kicks. They do. I do yeah. love kicks. I just don't make them, them in my size. Sneakerheads. I, you, yeah, that's true. I am a sneakerhead to the max. Ooh. I love I love shoes. You don't Always have to text have. me how many shoes you have later when you get home. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little count. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'll also be interested to see how many your wife has because she's a bit of a fashionista. Yeah, she she probably has a lot more. <laughs> but she probably wears them all. Okay, time for the quiz. We are up to question number two, the 200 points. I'm not going to tell you the answers today until the end. So question number two, what civic duty did the Pharisees hope to use to get Jesus in trouble with Caesar? Mm. What civic duty did the Pharisees hope to use to get Jesus in trouble with Caesar? Oh, yeah, he's doing the motion to me. He knows what's going down. (laughs) Give us a call if you know what's going down, 0491-064-669. You can text or call. Tell us the answer. You can get a, what was it for that? Oh, a copy of Science Magazine, or you can keep holding out and keep answering quiz questions, and then you can get the big book prize at the end. Yeah. We'll give them to you even if you text them all in, like yeah. one at a time. I'm cool yeah, yeah, that yeah, well yeah, too. absolutely. You can text them one at a time as they're going. We'll just keep track of your text messages. And then if you get them all right by the end, you can just have all the prizes, get the goodie bag. Speaking of text messages, I got a text from David in Perth that says... She's awake. I only have four pairs. <laughs> Church shoes, casual gray shoes, green and black sand shoes. And work steel cap shoes. Oh, love it. Minimalist life. That's true. Yeah, he, that's great. He's really crafted that down to his essentials. It I really mean, has. I'm seriously impressed. Wait, are any of those open toed? Doesn't look like it. David, what are you doing this Wait, summer? what about what are sand shoes? Is that like Crocs? I get, oh, yeah, they could be like, they could be your thongs, your average, yeah, average, like your double pluggers. <laughs> that could, that could, that's what that could be. I'm not sure, but that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pluggers, man. Such weird words in Australia. That's all I can say. Like, oh yeah, my gummy double pluggers. That's <laughs> really good Aussie accent. I'm impressed. Both Americans can't do that so well. Been here for a while. I'm also impressed that David's awake because we're broadcasting live and it's 7:30 here, which means it's like what 3:30 in the morning. Well, my guess is he's a tradie. If he's got, if he's got only Still that many, boots. yeah, if yeah. He, he's out working on the on the site. So yeah. I can see, I can see him maybe driving to work right now. David, text us back. What is it you're doing? What are you doing out there? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What's going on with our current news, Blake? So we got a whole bunch of things happening. First, I want to just say that there is uh, an anxious wait for news after the tsunami uh, in Tonga. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, reports are basically saying that there there's no official reports of anyone who's lost their life. However, 
Uh, it does appear that a British woman was swept out to sea, which is very, very sad. Uh, I think she was trying to rescue her dogs, and her brother found her later on. Um, so it's very, very sad what's happened with that. Um, however, on the good side of things, the Red Cross is basically saying uh, the reports suggested that the damage was not as bad as had been feared. Okay. So the Lord. there's a lot of... Um, a lot of information, misinformation, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I don't know what, we, what we're saying here um, with this. But there's a lot of uh, unknowns that yeah. are happening right yeah. now. But it does appear that it's not as bad or not as dangerous as it was once first perceived. So, Which is good because, you know, when we saw that satellite... Did you watch that satellite video where it just suddenly mushrooms and it just ex- like explodes? And you can see that the mushroom just expanding over all of Tonga and Fiji... Man, my heart dropped when I saw that video. No, I didn't. Did you get see the text message as well from the Queensland government? Oh, no, I guess you wouldn't because you're you're down here. But sorry, <laughs> I um, don't get those often. Yeah, no, the, the Queensland government um, sent a text message out to all the residents saying, you know, uh, tsunami warning, and then that was extended from the top all the way down to the bottom to Tasmania, the whole east coast of Australia. So I think everyone's on tenterhooks for a second there. So there's a lot, even though it was a horrific event, there's a lot to praise God and thank God for. That. Yeah, it, could, like, it wasn't worse because it really could have been. Well, that's and that's the point. Like I, w- I was, I was realizing like it could have been much, so much, much worse. worse yeah. And but we don't know. We don't know how bad or how not bad it is uh, because currently it is just there's unknown because apparently mm-hmm. all the communication is down. Oh, yeah. So that's like the big issue. Yeah. There's a couple of people like there's some aid agencies that have uh, like satellite phones, but mm-hmm. that's basically the only contact that we have. So oh. there's no official word. Uh, at least. As of thirty six minutes ago, okay, yeah, um, about what's happening here. Uh, it's and so Tonga also is made up of one hundred and seventy islands scattered over about seven hundred thousand square kilometers. Oh, that's even more complicated. Yeah, now. with yeah. about a hundred thousand people who live in Tonga and the bulk of them on the Tonga Tapua Island. So and so, so it's all over the place. It sounds like we probably won't know numbers for a while. Yet. I don't think we will. I, yeah. you know, so I just want to say to our listeners on Faith FM, let's let's keep them in yeah, prayer and make sure that we are uplifting our brothers and sisters in Tonga yeah, uh, during this difficult time. The the pictures do look pretty wild mm-hmm. that have come through. Uh, on under the, another news, a little bit different. Uh, you you actually were talking to me about this earlier. Um, there is some hypocrisy happening, apparently. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are you ready for some hypocrisy? Hit us with it. So in Sydney, uh, at the old, um, maybe I shouldn't say the old, I, I, maybe I should say ye old. Yeah, <laughs> do it. At yeah. Ye old Gladstone. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's called the Lord Gladstone Hotel. Mm-hmm. On the 23rd of January, is actually being transformed into the Gladstone. And they're going to hold a Sunday service where they're going to open a keg, free for all. People are going to be able to just get a free schooner, I think is what it is. And uh, so basically uh, they're turning their pub essentially into uh, a a place of worship. Or not really, but they're, uh, they're, they're basically... Having a, having a go. Having a go. Yeah. yeah. And they call it the Gladsong Hotel, which is in reference to Hillsong. Yeah, and the controversy. Right. There. So uh, apparently Hillsong went a little bit wild and had a bit of a, a party down there in Sydney. They called it a youth camp, mm-hmm. um, 
which was more like just like a rave, apparently. And um, now all these now, well, not all of them, but they uh, this pub is basically making their own glad song in. I guess being a little bit cheeky, yeah, a little uh, I cynical. Would, I usually would love this kind of, you know, cheekiness. cheekiness. But this is like a little bit sacrilegious, right? In my right. I mean, I do understand that it's weird with the COVID laws that places of worship get free reign, and pubs and other sort of estab- hospitality establishments they have different set of rules when really the humans are doing almost the exact same thing in the exact same you know, in, in the same place. So mm. I get it, but I do find it a little bit. Sacrilege, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I, I definitely see. Because what, what this? Let, let's talk about what this will do, mm. right? Okay. Yes. So, yeah. What this will do is, I mean, there's, there's different things that could be done, but one of the big things that I could see this happening is then all the other churches are going to be uh, punished mm-hmm. as, um, like, in retribution to this basically uh, group making fun of the idea that. Church is an essential service. Yeah. So, like, and that's not just churches. That would be, like, um, mosques. That would be any uh, Buddhist religious places. Uh, This would be Taoism, you know, Confucianism. Like, all these places that people are meeting together Mm -hmm. are going to be reconsidered simply because they're having a go at at this. And, And I get, I do get it because I actually support the concept Mm -hmm. of, this is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> that the government has done that to all these groups. But at the same time, I also don't want to infringe upon religious freedom. <clears throat> and and definitely, this is the kind of stuff that is the recipe for religious freedom infringement. I also think it's going to end up with like anyone who wants to call anything a church just to you know have a go and be able to second like second navigate the, the rules. For that floodgate to open as well, like oh, that pub did it and got away with it, so let's just do it now. Yeah, everyone will be a. Uh, oh, we're a church. We're, we're a church. Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure at that pub at the Glad Song, they were you know saying their beer was holy water. That's right. Uh, they did say that, and a as bunch well. of other pretty. Um, There's other things I didn't read there. Yes, <laughs> I was and like, I just yeah, I won't. I won't read those. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's very sad that it is. Um, happening they 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 said on the facebook that's the newest and most poppin religious institution Ooh. which so you can just see how that can go yeah the irreverence down there. the down the drain you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening here with Mon and Blake, and we have a special guest with us, but I'm not going to say who it is just yet, because first, we have to get into the quiz. Tantalize the audience, why don't you, Blake? Okay, so question three, worth 300 points, and a bunch of prizes. What kind of bird did God provide for the grumbling Israelites who had grown tired of manna? What kind of bird did God provide for the grumbling Israelites who had grown tired of manna? If you really want to get out of your system, just write it down. No, no, no. This is what I want to say. It's delicious. What? You've eaten this? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite ones. Am I allowed to talk about that? I don't know. Actually, Probably not. No, we're not allowed to talk about that because we're actually going to talk about how we... We're about to do a segment on health, Blake. We have a guest here. We're interviewing about like heart disease and stuff. And you're like, oh, I want to eat some dead carcass. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a perfect transition segue. 
Give us a call, 0491064669, if you know what dead carcass Blake wants to get his chompers around this morning. I didn't know you weren't vegetarian. Get out. Get out. Get out of here, mate. <laughs> um, we are here with Aaron Rathel, and we are... Oh, no, not Rathel anymore. Us. We are married. Yeah. What's your last name now? Sorry. Keegan. Keegan. You call me Aaron, Aaron Key. I'm Aaron a Keegan. Mrs. Wow, Mrs. Aaron Keegan. Welcome Woo-hoo. to Faith FM. We are live in the studio for the interview. We're, we're excited that you're here, and we're going to talk about all the reasons why I should not want to eat that animal just that with mom just said. Just go to stop yourself from saying the end. Because, I mean, that's what it, it is. Doesn't, that doesn't deter me it at all. It is a carcass. You know what's going to deter me? Aaron's positivity Ooh, about yes. the health message here. So, yes. what are we talking about here today, Aaron? I feel like we need to pray before we start. <laughs> this this <laughs> studio is warm already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to see you guys. It is, um, yeah, it's, it's our privilege, I guess, to open the Bible and see God's health message. Literally, he didn't make it difficult for us in Genesis 1 and 2. These are the very first two books of the Bible and God literally lays out a plan for us to not just survive, but thrive mm. in this world. And, you know, like today we have this uh, information overload mm. and it's so hard to decipher all of it out there and to know which bits to adopt, which not to, which diet to get onto, how many calories I should have, how many times I should exercise a day, how many hours of sleep I should get each night. So confusing. And if you just go back to God's blueprint, Genesis 1 and 2, it's all laid out there. Mm. It's How? so true. There is just... Do you know what? When I, I did a few years where I studied nutritional medicine mm. and I did it at a just a secular university and I remember one of the first lectures I went to, the professor stood up and he said, even as someone who is a, he's a professor in the realm of health, he said it was just so confusing to find out what the actual truth was because there's studies for and studies against pretty much everything. Yeah. And he was also um, an elite endurance athlete. And he said the way he tried to figure out what health news was, you know, valid and what was not valid was simply by trying it out. So every race he would do a different regime, like drink eggs or not drink eggs and just, just see what happened, you know, with his race results. And I thought, to my, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm so happy that I'm a Seventh-day Adventist and that I have the health message because it's like, mm. a, it's like a shining beacon just cuts through all the nonsense. It is. And you can literally put God to the test. So I did that when I was learning about God's health message. I did the 100 kilometer Oxfam, which starts in Brooklyn and goes all the way down to Manly. You hike it as a team of four overnight. And at that time, I was learning about the health message. Mm. And I was like, you know what? My three teammates are fueling their body with bacon and egg muffins, coffee at every stop, uh, jelly beans, (laughs) snakes, chocolate, right? That's what they were fueling their bodies with. And I was like, how about if I use almonds, dates, bananas, uh, avocado on sourdough, lentils, baked sweet potato, literally fueled my body with that. I was incredibly less gassy than them going up hills, <laughs> like didn't get the sugar spikes and then the crashes oh, on the yeah. other side, the sustained mm-hmm. energy. And what was amazing was that after getting to the end of that, how much of a witness that was to my secular teammates. But then three weeks later, I did a full marathon, also deciding to be plant-based. So instead of using the gel shots that athletes use and all of the sugary drinks and stuff like that, just chose water. I strapped nuts and dates to my wrist and use that as fuel throughout the thing. Yeah, wow. And and it was just like you can totally put God to the test. Yeah. And his way proves to be superior. And we see, you know, that the world is catching up faster than Adventists are. So the, true. The movie game yeah. changes or oh, forks overnight. That's an awesome yeah. move. Yeah. Like, yeah. It really it enables your body to perform better than 
what we're currently doing. And mm. recovery as well. I'm actually reading a book right now. I'm halfway through it. It's about vegan athletes um, and exercise enthusiasts and fitness fanatics. That's the title. Mm. And, um, and it's basically just a series of interviews with 100 vegan athletes. And the recovery time is like the main thing they harp on about. Just like they like you blink and a vegan athlete's recovered. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like their strength. They can come back fighting stronger, quicker. So, yeah, yeah, it's incredible, like the results. And none of them are, you know, Christians or believers and stuff. It's just the science is... The science yeah. is just proving itself. It. Yeah. And, you know, like we see Ellen White's health message that she wrote that ages ago. Mm. And now the science is catching up. But this is, it's not a secret. God didn't make it hard for us to honor him with our bodies. And we consider that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, God, what do you want me to put in here? Because let's be honest, like God created it. Jesus died for it. And the Holy Spirit lives in it. So therefore, God, what do you want me to do with it? Mm. Amen. It's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I'm looking at a little note here. It says sugar and drinks. Now, that sounds delicious, but I am. <laughs> I think that it's not. Is that, this is like a trick question. It's like sugar and drinks. Do you want some? And I'm like, yeah, hit me up with the sugar and drinks. But I can tell you're setting me up here. What's wrong with All this? All right. So here in your car, this is a little nutritional label information. If you turn your bottle of drink over... If it is a barcoded product, it will have a nutritional label that will say how many grams of sugar are in your drink. And so one teaspoon equals four grams. So if your bottle of orange juice has 20 grams of sugar, Whoa. that's literally five teaspoons. And I just challenge you with that's you and your lot. kids at home or Whoa, whoever whoa, whoa. It I'm is. sorry. What did you just say? Five teaspoons is 20 grams? One teaspoon is four grams, so therefore 20 grams is five teaspoons. And what I want you to do at home, just to challenge your mental, um, to be able to understand this, is get a glass of water and get five teaspoons and pour it in and just be like, that's what I'm drinking. And so if you do that with Red Bull, you do that with chocolate milk, you do that with Monster or your Gatorade or your orange juice or your iced tea, suddenly you have an appreciation or Coca-Cola, whatever it is that you're putting in your body, that's the visual equivalent. Well, and not to mention, so with all those, so like some of the ones you just mentioned there, um, they also have caffeine. Oh yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. So it's addictive as well. Yeah. So t- talk to us about caffeine. Yeah. So I'm I'm a nurse by trade, and uh, we do night shift, and it's pretty hard to be a nurse or a teacher. I would say there's heaps of other jobs um, that don't have caffeine is really deeply ingrained in their culture. And a couple of years ago, I did the eight week sugar free challenge. Just decided that I should take out stimulants out of my body. So let's drop caffeine as well for eight weeks. And I was so not sure if I would be able to stay alert safely to look after my patients on night shift by eliminating caffeine. Mm. Massive professional challenge. And what I found through doing this social experiment on myself, again, test it out and uh-huh, see if it's uh-huh. true. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Like put me to the test to see if I do not deliver. And so I took out caffeine and I kid you not, with um, herbal teas and fruit, or cup of soups, I was able to literally stay awake easily throughout the whole night and my sleep was way better the next day. Mm. And so after about a month of not having coffee in my system, and please be reminded, like, I'm a nurse, this is what we are taught, is that you need caffeine in order to survive. And it was quite countercultural. But to take it out, uh, so I ordered decaf for a couple of weeks 
And then one day I forgot to order decaf and I had the real thing. And literally I felt my heart pounding. I felt my body shaking. I was hyper alert. I was anxious. And then I was like, you know what, Erin, that's a drug. I don't want that in my body anymore. And now I still love the socialness of it. So like, let's catch up over a chai or over a hot chocolate or over herbal tea or something like that. But you can substitute and still have the community, the social networking, and not have the caffeine crashes at the end of it. And the caffeine sweats. I find it by accident because I have the same. I, I try and use decaf, but occasionally some real stuff sneaks in there. And when that happens, I get sweaty, and the sweat smells different. It's so weird, right? <laughs> caffeine is caffeine a, sweats. I've yeah. never heard of that. And there's caffeine wild. poops as well. But let's not get too far. Okay. Well. But it's like it's a crazy drug. It does messy things to your body. No, I, I'm, yeah, I, I have to admit, I definitely uh, love caffeine and sugar, and it is something that I have uh, used to stay active and alert. And so now you're challenging me mm. live on radio. You're saying, like, I don't need this to actually. To do night shifts. Yeah. Four 10 hour night shifts in a row, sustained without caffeine, and the quality of your sleep the next day is so much better. Wow. I think, I think there's a great, um, debate out there that we need to challenge ourselves with you know you don't come off this stuff overnight it's addictive it's part of our lifestyle part of our culture so you know if meat is the thing try meat free monday how can you substitute one meal a week Mm -hmm. if coffee is your thing cut back on the cream cut back on the sugary syrups and just go to a black and then come off that um or if alcohol is the thing can you swap out for a glass of sparkling mineral water with a dash of lime so you've still got that cup in your hands you're still feeling social and you can still be catching up with friends in that environment. Um, but you're just, you're weaning yourself off. Some people prefer to go cold Turkey. I found that for me, it was all or nothing. I couldn't do a half, half, but others need to wean off that process. Mm. And I just love, I love that our God is a God of second chances. He's like, you know what? There's three meals a day that you get to choose better today than you did yesterday (laughs) and snacks. There's more, there's way more chances of grace. They actually have this, uh, I think it's a, a shop down on the Central Coast, New South Wales, called Alco Free. Mm. And oh, yeah, yeah. I love that place mm, because yeah. as someone who, now that's one thing I have stopped doing. I used to drink alcohol all the time. And when I became an Adventist, I was, I was compelled and convinced that the Bible actually very clearly points out alcohol does not make your life better. In fact, it makes your life worse and other people's lives worse around you. And so I stopped, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I I still want to have that drink or something. And I went to alcohol-free, and there's Mm. so many alcohol-free options uh, that you can still have that exact social experience that you're talking about, but without being inhibited or or without dropping your inhibitions, actually, Mm. and without all the negative alcohol side effects as well, too. So for those people who are drinking and listening and want to change things up, that is a great option as well, too. I just want to point out, like, I'm so happy that today I bought my breakfast. It's sitting here. And look, look, it's a salad. (laughs) And I'm eating it with chopsticks to stop myself from eating so fast. You're going you're gonna to yeah, eat that not, with it, chopsticks. Yeah, it slows down because I, like, I eat too fast. Yeah, it would slow like, me down too. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat it. <laughs> but Because you have chopsticks. to chew properly, otherwise like stuff happens anyway. <laughs> it's true though. Like to save overeating. So yeah. the Japanese will eat to their 80% full. And then in you know the next 20 minutes, the last 20% just makes itself up anyway. That's right. So if you can slow down eating before you go back for a second course, just stop, put your fork down for 20 minutes. If after 20 minutes you're still hungry, then go back and have an extra piece. But for me, I really found with desserts, so instead of having the buffet of desserts, mm. you just choose your one favorite dessert. Buffet. 
<laughs> okay, no, sorry, sorry, my bad. Okay, not yeah. No, but it's actually American. Like, <laughs> but you don't have to go without all this stuff. You right. just need to be portion controlled. Mm-hmm. One thing I do love is dates. You talked about dates mm-hmm. before. They are fun to go on with people, um, your wife. Uh, but also, they're very, very delicious as well, too. And I get the ones at Costco, Medjool dates. They're they the are big ones. so sweet. They're good. Do you know, there's something to be said for snack swapping. So for me, I love things in my freezer. Frozen bananas, frozen grapes taste oh, yeah. just like you're eating ice cream and naughty, except it's just frozen fruit. And then same thing with dates. You can have those. It tastes sweet. It's like can... caramel. Or Yes. How do you, how do Australians? Caramel. That's Car- right. There's was... an A in there. Yeah. 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 My, it's not I'm saying it. It's there. My, my <laughs> A's on vacation over there, so caramel. Uh I want to say one last thing here because this caught my eye. Uh, on the notes here, it says, not just survive, but thrive with a new start. Mm. Help us out with new start because that's something I love. Yeah. So <laughs> in those first two chapters of the Bible is the prescription, the blueprint for health. So mm-hmm. N being nutrition, God talks about, I will give you fruit to eat from every seed bearing um, tree. And then E for exercise. So if you're gardening, you're literally doing squats, lifts, all that kind of stuff. W for water. Mm. God put water in the Garden of Eden. We see that in the days of creation. S for sunshine. We know like we have a mold problem right now under our house. We're just going to put everything out in the sun, treat it all, let it burn it, and um, the mold will get rid of itself. And then we've got T for temperance. It means everything in moderation. You can't have 10 oranges in one sitting and be healthy. Mm. A for fresh air. Keep your windows open at night. R for rest. We know that we need seven to eight hours of rest each night to be able to perform optimally. We've just gotten back from summer camp. It was not that long um, each night. And then T for trust in God. Just that peace that passes all understanding. Erin, where can we get some more information? You seem to be full of good information. Where can we access some more? So there are incredible resources um, like Chip Online, the New Start Juice Bar up here in Raymond Terrace, (laughs) down on the Central Coast, Soul Food Cafe. There are um, shops and centres all over the place. The Revive Cookbooks are amazing. And some of those movies like Forks Over Knives or Game Changers or um, that sugar film will just help get you educated. But honestly, open Ellen White to Mm. the Ministry of Healing or Councils of Health. Um, and the Bible is full of wisdom as well. And I can definitely tell that you're living the health message and that you've recently given up caffeine and sugar because you are glowing, young lady. Like, your skin possibly <laughs> rivals my own flawless skin. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a new member of the Might order of the flawless four. skin. <laughs> We're all on a journey, but praise God, he keeps us one step at a time in Amen. the right direction. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.